Thank you for downloading our latest episode from our Simple Life with Jesus series. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. We're very glad that you've chosen to join us today. This series is designed to help us grow closer to God through learning more and more about who Jesus is. Jesus lived his life in a way that we can learn from and learn how to better and develop our relationship with God. And one of the things that I believe hinders our relationship with God is that we have some misconceptions about who God is. And if, we, if those misconceptions kind of guide us, they can actually push us away from God rather than draw us to Him. And so we can look at some of the things that Jesus taught about God, the way that He interacted with God, that I think can uh, correct some of those misconceptions. One of the false narratives or misconceptions that we have about God is that we have to earn God's favor. Now, most of us wouldn't use such strong, a strong term as that, that, that we have to do that in order to have a relationship with God. But if we're honest with ourselves, many times that's kind of how we act, that we feel like in order for us to be close to God, well, I better earn my way there by changing my behavior or whatever it may be in order to get close to God. We see that even in the way that the salvation message has been shared. Um, Most of the experiences that I've had with uh, just the salvation message being being shared and and spread, and especially in, in large settings, is it focuses on where our actions are, our behaviors, and how those have to change. And many times we get caught in the trap of we see um, the the negativity and we see the ramifications of bad behavior and bad morals and things like that. And so that's what we harp on all the time about how we need to change that. You need to change your behavior, change your actions. And if we're not careful, what that starts to come across as, as is that if in order for God's love and for you to experience God's love, well, you need to change this, this, and this behavior first. And that's just not the correct way. Because all of a sudden what happens is we start viewing God's love and forgiveness as commodities that are exchanged for our performance. Now, now, why do we do this? Well, because that's how all of our life is set up. We are a society that is set up on earning God's favor. Right? This begins from a very early age. I think we've, we've talked about this before. Um, how do you encourage your children to clean their room? Well, many times there's a reward system. If you clean your room, we'll go get ice cream. Um, those are simple things and they're not anything wrong with them but all what we're doing is we're creating a system of earning favor that if we want to receive something we've got to do something uh first and i mean we we go to work that's how our whole uh, economy is based on earning favor we have to do things in order to earn what we get again Nothing wrong with that. We're not talking against that. But what we're saying is that that's the mindset that we have. And so it's very easy to apply that to God, especially if the main thing that you've heard about God is the things that he doesn't like you doing. 
So then you just kind of naturally say, well, I guess in order for me to receive all those things that God wants from me, then I have to earn it by not doing this, this, and this, and this. The problem with that is, is that's not really the heart of God. The heart of God isn't a God who is up there wanting us to earn his love and his forgiveness. There's a parable that Jesus tells in Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 15. I'm just going to go ahead and read this whole uh, parable. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for his usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired at five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to you, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? Now, this passage and this parable uh, you know, can be applied or, or you could dangerously be applied to lots of different areas of life. If we applied that to the way that we did business or the way that we're supposed to do business, um, frankly, our businesses would probably collapse. That's not what Jesus is saying here. That's not the point. Uh, this, this isn't the point to reward someone for not working and then trying to get in on the end or you know, take advantage of a situation. What this is doing is it's trying to tell us something about God. And it's using a situation that uh, all of us kind of look at and say, wait, that doesn't fit the narrative. That doesn't fit the way that we think about things. That is not fair. That is not just. right? And so we always think of God as, as supposed to be a God who is fair and just. And so we hear this parable. And it's like, well, wait, that doesn't make any sense at all. So what's the main point of the parable? Well, the main point is there right at the end. It says, or are you envious because I am generous? You see, God is a generous God. It's kind of interesting. This parable is also uh, told by uh, Jewish rabbis. They have a similar parable in which they uh, tell. Um, basically follows the same kind of transcript, if you will. But the, the ending is very different. They talk about how those who got their last, that they received the same amount of pay because they worked harder than everyone else. Well, that would kind of make sense, right? If those who got their last, if they for some reason were able to do more work in two hours than the other guys had done in eight, well, then that would make sense in our kind of earning mentality 
of why they would get the same amount of money. But that's not what Jesus says at all. He says everybody did what they were expected to do. But God chose to give, or the landowner in the case of the parable, chose to give the same amount to everyone. This parable is pointing to the fact that God is a generous God. See, the reason that we view things as in order to get the things that we want, the things that we desire, that we have to do things to earn them, is because there's always a limited amount of those things that we desire. Just a simple example of uh, the job situation. The reason we work is to receive money, right, so that we can be compensated. Well, there is a limited amount of money, and so it has to be divvied out on a, 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 a way that we can calculate how much you earn, right, because there's a limited amount of it. It's, it is scarce. And so that's why you have to, you work eight hours, you get paid $80 for that day. If you work four hours, you get paid $40 for that day, right? Because there's a limited amount of that money, so we have to figure out a way that we can kind of divvy that out and be fair about it. Here's the thing, though, is God's love and forgiveness has no limit. There's no scarcity involved there. God pours that out freely upon us. God wants us to experience his love and his forgiveness. You know, we so often we kind of take this this unhealthy view about how God is requiring us to do certain things and to check off certain boxes before he will give us his love and his forgiveness. And the problem with that is, is even when we accept God's love and forgiveness, the rest of our lives, we're trying to catch up. We're trying to earn enough to receive more of God's love. And we have to move away from this idea that we have to earn what we desire to have from God. That's not the case at all. Now, this does, I'm not talking about the fact that it's important for us to, to stop sinning and to change certain behaviors, of course. And, of course, there's consequences to our sin, and we, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in future episodes. But if we come at God, and some, one of the basic things that we think about God is that, man, I've got to, I've got to earn his love. I have to earn this forgiveness. Then we're going to be constantly fighting a losing battle. Because deep down we know that we can never do enough to earn what God has in store for us, to earn the blessings of God. It is so vital for us to understand that God delights in us. God loves us. He created us purposefully. We're not accidents. And God wants us to experience his love and his forgiveness. And if we think about it from the perspective that we have to earn that, then we're never truly going to ex ex experience that love and that forgiveness. You know, it's so important what we think about God. 
because that's going to determine the type of relationship we have with him. If we kind of think of God as kind of a demanding God, a harsh God, you know what? We're probably going to keep our distance from him. If we think of God as as kind of very impersonal and kind of just a, a vague God, that's probably the kind of relationship we'll have with him is it'll be an impersonal relationship. You know, we need to start seeing God the way that Jesus saw God. And Jesus knew that God was a generous God who wants all of his creation to experience his goodness, his mercy, his love, and his forgiveness. You know, and once we start to get into a relationship with that God, the God who is generous, then guess what happens to our behavior? then it starts changing. Not because we're changing it in order to get into a relationship with God, but because now that we're experiencing a relationship with God, we recognize what God wants from us is what is best for us. And so we start changing our behavior because we know that that's what what is best for us. I want to encourage you this week to just think about how God has been generous to you. Many times we look at the things that have gone bad in our life and we wonder, man, is God punishing me for what I used to do or for what I've done in the past, which is very unhealthy. One thing that we very rarely do is we do we look at the blessings that we have received from God that we have done nothing to deserve. Think of all the things that God has blessed you with and given you that you haven't deserved. But he does it because he loves you and he delights in you. He does it because he wants to draw you into a relationship with him. A relationship not based on you earning it, but a relationship just based on you accepting God's love and forgiveness for you. Man, believe that God is generous and that God loves you. Let's move away from some of these unhealthy thoughts we have about God that actually push us away from Him. God wants us to experience His love and forgiveness in new and powerful ways each and every day. I hope you have a wonderful week. And start looking around at all the ways that God has blessed you. Because our God is a generous God. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful week.